Well, good morning. morning. Wow, how good it is to see you. And I tell you, I I think the reason they have two two services is that the pastor like me can get better at the second one than the first one. I'm not sure about that. It was so good to uh, see you and to be with you. And I, I, I really like this series that he's in, Winning at Home, because here's the thing. If we win at home, then we'll win other places. Don't you agree with that? It's just what happens. If I, if I can win at home, now see all my kids are grown and gone and married and grandkids and great-grandkids now, I have. And uh, I know I don't look that old at 60, but uh, something like that. But uh, that's not funny. But uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> uh, it's wonderful when we begin to win at home. Pastor Gabe has preached the first message is love at home. Uh, that's really important that we have that deep love. Even today, my kids and I, we still tell each other, I love you. And I mean, uh, you know, they're older kids and, and their kids are grown and gone. And, and, uh, but we still say, I love you, Dad, I, and I love you. Honey, and I love you. Uh, so it's important. And then the second one the gay priest is peace at home. There's something about walking in a home that has peace. Uh, I tell you that your kids want to walk in a home where there's peace. See? And you make the peace. By the way, the way to start that is when they're young. That uh, we just have peace in our home. We don't yell. We don't put down each other. We just don't, you know. So at peace. Now today I want to speak to you about faith at home. How to have faith. My first wife and I, Karen and I, was married for 43 years. And, and I remember that we just met. I came back from Cuba. I was in the, I was in the uh, Marine Corps. And I gave my heart to Jesus down in Cuba. And I came back to the state, Oceanside, California. And I remember that I we went to a Bible study, and about the week before that, I went to a little Southern Baptist church that I went to, and I met Karen. And Karen was a new believer in the Lord. And I said, do you want to go study the Bible in a Bible group? She said, yeah. And so we were just friends, you know. And, and so we went to the, to the Bible group, and it was pretty good. And so about the second one or third one, while we remember our mentor uh, said to us, we really want to encourage you to to grow in your faith. So we went, we went, uh, we left and we were out on the sidewalk talking. I said, I wonder what it means to grow in your faith because I wasn't raised in a Christian home and neither was she. We had no idea. What, what's faith? What do you mean growing in your faith? It sounds good. I'd like to have that. I didn't know what it meant and neither did Karen. And so we talked about it on the phone that week and everything. So the next week came to the Bible study we asked our mentor man there, we said, I said, we have a question. What does it mean to grow in faith? So he began to share with us what it meant to grow in faith. And we knew that there was really a great guy in him, that he was, he was a godly man. You could just sense it. You know, he walked and talked and you tell, boy, he really loves the Lord. But, and I love the Lord, but not like he did. And, uh, so he gave us this verse. He said, read Hebrews 11, 1. Now, I'm going to tell you about Hebrews. Hebrews is the book of faith. It's a, it's a book of the Old Testament saints who lived by faith. The faith was that they had hoped that they would see the Messiah come. Now, this Messiah was the Lamb of God that was going to come 
die on a cross, be buried and rise again. And that would be the Savior. That would be the one to forgive us of our sins for all of eternity. Because they were just right now just offering goats and, and lambs and, and their sins were just forgiven for a short time. But there's going to be that eternal forgiveness where they lived their life knowing by faith that that promise was going to happen. So he gave us this verse, the first verse, it said, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Now, I don't know if you remember when you were a new believer or not, but I had, I had to kind of really work on that one a little bit. Wait a minute, I can't see it, but I'm hoping for it. And so it wasn't very long he learned, he, he soon told us how to get our faith. That's a Bible, my new Bible. My wife bought that for my birthday next Saturday. I like it. Second Corinthians 5, 7. This is a good verse to put with Hebrews 11, 1. It says, for we live by believing and not by seeing. So, okay. So I believe that God will keep his promises. Over 7,000 promises in the book. So I believe that God will keep his promise. But I haven't seen them. That's a lot of them I have. Uh, one of the things that we do is, is every night we pray and thank God for all the promises that he has blessed us with. Not all of them, but a bunch of them. And so I want to give you five things that I've discovered on how to have faith in your home. See, are you interested? Good. Because this is really important, you know. So I never, I, I have three children, two boys and, and, and Melissa, the pastor's wife here, in case you don't know who she is. And uh, so I never remember ever setting the kids down and saying, now I'm going to teach you about faith. I never did do that. But the life and, and the way we lived and everything else was our faith in action. Does that make sense to you? They, they watched us. And then they saw the faith moving in, in Karen and I. See, And so uh, that's where our faith started. Let me start with this. Number one is faith starts with you. You want to write that in your notes? Faith starts with you. And this is important because uh, at this time I discovered I needed to read the Bible and I needed to learn it. So I got me a Bible and, uh, and I began to learn it. In my first year of being saved, I memorized uh, for about the first year, I memorized a verse every day and reviewed on Saturday and Sunday. So one long, I had over 300 verses memorized in my mind. And, uh, and I just, that's how I started. That's how I started. See, uh, you say, can you do that today? No. <laughs> at 79, it isn't going to happen. I hardly remember where the bathroom was found at. I know some of them. I'm better than that. But it's just, you know, I just memorized. I began to learn the promises that God had for me. So I began to read it and, and make it mine. And I've wore out all kinds of Bibles. I, I, love, I love that. And I knew that if I'm going to have faith, then I'm going to have to discover it through the Word of God. And I did. Romans 10, 17 says, So faith 
comes by hearing, right here, folks. That is, by the hearing of the good news about Christ. That's how it comes. See, And I wanted to learn about the good news. I wanted to learn about God. I mean, I just invited Jesus into my life and not that many months before. And I wanted to know, what is this thing of walking, trusting God for my life? And then, of course, Karen and I, we weren't going together at that time, but we began to eye each other. She really eyed me. No, I eyed her. <laughs> and she's not here to tell you about it anymore. But anyway, we really began to eye each other. And uh, so it wasn't very several months, about, uh, about a year later, we got married. And uh, 43 years, she was a wonderful gal. And it was a wonderful thing that, that we began to live our lives by faith. That we begin to learn what faith was. Now, see, it's been 60 years, okay? Give me a break, 60 years. And that's how you grow in your faith. This is the long haul. This is not a short haul. See, growing in your faith that isn't done in a month, isn't done in a year, isn't done. It's done in a lifetime. It's a lifetime. I'm still growing in my faith. Every time I pick this book up of a morning, I, every morning I read the book and I see things that I didn't, well, wow, I never saw that before. I must have read it, I don't know how many times in the 60 years. But all of a sudden it's new to me. See, the thing about this book is living water. It's a, it's a bright light and it shines. If you read it, you got to read it. Dr. John G. Mitchell, Multnomah University, used to say to us students, say, don't you ever read your Bible? <laughs> said, read your Bible. Every day, and then you get to know the Father, you get to know the Son, you get to know the Holy Spirit, you begin to know the promises of God, and then you live that out in your home. Karen was a master at living her faith. Now, she loved to sing in the car. <laughs> and she'd put a tape on, and I mean, she'd be over there just singing as loud as she could. Kids complained. After a while, she got ear things that stuck them in her ear, and we couldn't hear it. But then she still sat up there singing as loud as she could with the tape. Well, might as well hear the music with it. The second thing I'd have you write down is faith is lived in us. It's lived in us. Not just talked about, it's lived in us. See, uh, every day we, people see us and we live that faith. We walk that faith, you know. I, uh, as I've got older in the Lord all these years, I've learned that my faith, I think, is, has changed a lot. And that is, uh, it seems like I walk a lighter walk. And I walk more trusting in him. I walk expecting to see him soon. I walk like that. See? And, and all of a sudden your faith changes. It begins to be so rooted and grounded. I, I can see why when you pass away or when the Lord comes, how you just fit right into heaven. I can see that. 
not trying to be super spiritual. Oh, don't, lay, don't nail that on me. Second Timothy 1, 5 says this. He thought, this is Paul writing to Timothy. He was a young man. He was sort of timid, but he was a pastor and he really had a heart for God. And Paul writes, he says, I remember your genuine faith. Isn't that a great way to be remembered? A great way for your kids and for your relatives and your mom and dads and all to see you. I remember your genuine faith. You shared the faith that first filled your grandmother, Lois, and your mother, Eunice. And I know that the same faith continues strong in you. See, that's lived out. Grandmother and mama live the faith. And Timothy just watched that and watched that and grew into that same faith. He began to be one that read his Bible. He began to be one that prayed with great faith. See, when, you know, when we live by faith, it controls our lives. It, it, it can control us in our homes with our emotions, with all the things that we come up with in our homes that disrupt it. Now, as I said to you that Karen and I was married 43 years before she passed away one Friday evening, not knowing. But there was always that life that I looked at, that life that was lived by faith. At her memorial, people said, she was definitely an angel. Well, I think she probably was. Uh, she just had a way about the way she walked and talked and loved people. They just loved her. They couldn't get over her. She was kind of a quiet gal, but she just had that way about her. And she's like my wife now, Luetta. Uh, when they come to church, all the women flock around. <laughs> when I go to ho go home, I'm ready to go home pretty well. You know, I say hi and I love you and all that stuff. You know that. You know what I'm saying? But when it's time to go, it's time to go eat. Time, time to go. And... Uh, but no, no, I'll go all the way outside and I'll even head out for my car. I said, well, I don't see Luetta. So then I'll come back in the door. She's still up in the front. What happened? She didn't even make it back to the doors yet. <laughs> you know what? That's sharing your faith. That's living your faith. That's living your faith before people. See, Here's the third thing. is faith is talked about. It's talked about. See, in, in our home, we always talked about faith. We always said, uh, you know, thank, God gave this to us. God provided this. God did this. God gave me this job. You know, God was always doing things in our lives. It was wonderful. So we talked about it. And the kids heard us talking about it all the time. We just talked, talked, talked. The kids just observed that and said, talked about it. I, here's the thing. Here's, let me tell you that. Don't use faith to knock your kids over the head. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't use faith to say, you know, I believe this about you because God told me and you whap up. Come on. Faith is just lived. You just live it. See? Here's, here's what I, I know about, about this faith. Always, and then faith is talked about. 
through life, uh, we need to make a list of all the blessings that God has answered by faith in our lives. You ever done that? You ever done that? I have. You ever done that? So listen, that's a good, good thing for a couple to do, for a home to do. I mean, at the dinner table, just do five or six each night. What's something God said? Well, he provided food for us. We provided a home for us. I mean, look at all the homelessness tonight, today, brother. You know what I'm saying? We have a home. Have a car, maybe, to drive. I mean, we just make a list of all the things that God has done for us. The blessings. Oh, you know. And uh, there's a story in Matthew chapter 8. Jesus was telling it. It was about a Roman soldier. He was an officer in the, in the military. And he'd come to Jesus and, and he, had a, he had a great regiment underneath him. But one of his servants had got sick and he really cared about him. And he said, he said uh, he, so he went to Jesus and said, Jesus, would you come and heal him? And here's what Jesus said in verse 7. says, I will come and heal him. But here's what, watch this. But the officer said, Lord, you know what? I'm not worthy to have you come to my home. Watch it. Just say the word from where you are and my servant will be healed. Now I want to stop them and tell you, did you know that when we pray today and ask God to do something, that he's at the right hand of God the Father, but from right where he is, he can speak the word, it's done. Same Jesus, same Jesus down here, same one up there. He's never changed. He's eternal God. See, See God, can, God can change a home, change a life. God can change many things in our, in our own lives. But anyway, watch this. He said, he said I know I know this because I love that word, K-N-O-W, no. There's some things. That, see, when, you, when you're praying, there needs to know. You need to know. You need to know. You need to know that he hears you. He's not up there. See, we, set, we live our lives with panic buttons by us. He doesn't do that. He knows exactly where he's going to place it. And he says, I'm under the authority, the soldier said, I'm under the authority of my supervisor officers and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go. Or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, and they do it. And Jesus said, now what's what Jesus said to him? I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. Here's a man that was standing before Jesus and he said, I, you don't need to come to my home because you can speak the word and it's done over there. Our homes need to see things like that. See, God can answer the prayers there. Now, let me say this. If God... If you pray for something and God doesn't answer it the way you think he ought to answer it, that's okay, just wait around. He'll answer it the way he knows it should be answered. You got that? <laughs> He's still the same God. 
He's not changing. Good preaching, Ken. Thank you. <laughs> I've never seen such great faith. Boy, to walk by faith, you know. Uh, number four is faith in prayer. Faith in prayer. There was a great woman years back in the 1800s, and her name was Susanna Wesley. She was the mother of John Wesley. Now, John Wesley was a great evangelist in those days, and he really turned the world around for Christ. He was a great man. But uh, she had 19 children. Nine of them uh, were lost at just babiness, when they were just a little baby, they, they died. But she raised 10 children. And what she did was she raised them where the, the, she's also their teacher. And so she believed, they believed in those days, teach the women to sew, to obey their husband, and to cook, and that was it. She didn't believe that, thank God. And uh, we don't believe it today either. So she, she gave the same education to her girls that she gave to the boys. And they all turned out to be great, great soldiers of the Lord. And, uh, but here's what about her, her prayer life. Every day, every day for two hours. You got that down? Ten kids, two hours. You take time out for, for God. She would sit in her rocking chair, and she had a long apron, and she'd throw it up over her head. And all the kids saw that, and they said, hmm, Mama's in prayer and reading her Bible. And she'd read her Bible, she'd pray. Read her Bible and she'd pray. You wonder why the kids turned out to be such great men and women for God? Because they had a mama that learned to pray by faith. I give my children to you. I give my life to you. I give my husband to you. Luette and I pray uh, every night in bed. We don't get on our knees because I wouldn't be able to get back up. But we pray every night in bed, and we have a short prayer because during the morning hours is when we have our, our personal devotional time. That's when I, every morning, every morning, I get up and I read my Bible, and I look for something God, I always, I don't just open, my, don't just open your Bible and start reading it. Have a plan, have a plan. Have a plan. Uh, they, got, they have wonderful plans here at Westside they can give you on how to read through the book. You see? But anyway, uh, so every morning I get up and I get my Bible and I read it and then I pray. Now that's a longer prayer. At night it's short. Let me tell you why. Because when Luetta and I go to bed, we've been married 12 years, she informed me on that. And when we go to bed, we're already sleepy. So sometimes when I'm praying, Luetta goes to sleep. I mean, can you imagine that? <laughs> I'm praying, and she just... And she didn't hear... <laughs> I look as cute as ever. But anyway, uh, you know, so, so we, we have this prayer time. What we do is we pray for our children, pray for our grandkids, and our great-grandkids. We have 10 great-grandchildren together and one more on the way. 
We're praying for them. Not by name, just group it all together. That's how we do it. And then we thank the Lord for the wonderful day he gave us. Thank the Lord for his protection in our lives. Thank the Lord for his blessings. And we tell them there, we always close and say, Lord Jesus, we thank you for loving us, but we want you to know we thank you so much for the way you love us and made us your child. Thank you. You know, there's something about as you grow in your faith, in the home and in your personal life, that you get more and more tender with Jesus. <clears throat> I think, I think as I've got older, I, uh, you know, I think I cry more when I pray, and uh, when I think of people hurting, uh, I really hurt for them. See, so I think your faith is it grows, but it, after a while, it begins to become a real part of your life. First John five fourteen and fifteen, I love this verse. It says, "For we are confident." If you want to underline that word, confident, that He hears us whenever we ask for anything that pleases Him. See, and then He says, "And since we know," I like that K N O W. No, see, that's what I love about the book. It's bunch of no's in there that you know he hears us when we make our requests and we also know K-N-O-W underline that that he will give us what we ask for see, see when I go to prayer as my faith has grown and as I go to prayer then I know how to pray right I don't ask for I don't ask for things that I know he doesn't want me to have See, there's just some things that God doesn't want you to have. You know, stupid stuff. But I know how to pray for things I know that would please him. Okay. So I've learned to listen. And I mean, I've learned to know that he can answer my prayers. Does that make sense to you? Are you all with me? Okay, it kind of seems like I lost you. You went away. Oh, don't, no, I need you, I need you. <laughs> See, we know this. Here's the last one. This is really important to me. As faith listens, faith listens. <clears throat> this is probably one of the greatest ones because as you are in your home, sometimes faith speaks to you and you need to listen to it. Isn't that funny? Uh, Luetta found this out many times, that we, sweetheart, how faith just, uh, I mean, sometimes it just comes to your mind. You wonder, where did it come from? Faith. Faith listens. See. I want to tell you about a man. His name was Elijah in the Old Testament, real guy. I like him really well. He wanted to hear from God. He really did. But he didn't know how to listen. He didn't know what to listen for. And he was a great, he was a great prophet. Man, he'd done some great things, but he got scared. And he ran out to the desert and went up to a cave. And he said in the cave, and he wanted to hear from God. 
It says, God says to him in verse 11, go out and stand before me on the mountain, Elijah. You know, the Lord told him. And as Elijah stood there, the, the Lord passed by and the, and the mighty wind storm hit the mountain. But the Lord was not in the wind storm. Hmm. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. See, I think, listen, be careful that you're, you think God's got to come in these dynamic ways. Watch this. And after the fire, there was a sound. There was a sound of a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his coat and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. See, sometimes we just have to, if we're going to listen, we have to get quiet. Are you with me? We have to get quiet. He just, he speaks softly. He doesn't come beat us with the earthquakes at all. He just comes softly, speaks to us. That's what faith does. It grows that you learn to listen to the soft whisper. Ken, do that. Not long ago, we, I saw a lady walking down the road, a homeless lady. But she was crying. I turned my car around, drove back up by her. And I said, are you okay? She said, well, no, but I'm, okay. I'm all right. I said, are you hungry? She said, yes. And so I gave her some money. I said, go buy yourself something to eat. And here's some extra money so you can buy some later too, more and more. She thanked me. You know what that was? That was a whisper. A little whisper. She said, Ken, go back. We went by a couple with two children standing out singing. They looked clean and neat. They weren't. But they were... They were just needed some help. See, don't, don't, don't ever step in the way and say to those folks, well, they're just lazy. They just say, you don't know, you don't know, and I don't know. And God spoke softly to Luetta, and Luetta said, we need to go back and give them something, and we did. Learn to listen. See, faith learns to listen to the soft voices. Ken, don't say that. Ken, say that. Sometimes it's Ken, your wife needs a hug and a love. Ken, your kids need a call from you just to let them know I love you. See? No reason. Ken, and there's that softness that comes. Are you with me? That soft voice. See, faith, as you grow in your faith, you learn to listen to that soft voice. I did write down three little things. You write in your notes or you just let it go. But that, I, that I've learned how to listen to God. These are the three ways. First of all, I have a regular time and place that I meet with God. I have a regular time and place. I have a time and place that I get my Bible and I meet with God. 
I read the scriptures that I'm going to read that morning, and then I pray. And by the way, every time I read my scripture, I tell the Lord, give me something just for me, just for me, Lord. I want to be stingy today, but just speak to me. And he will, he will. See? Then I pray. I pray for my children. And then I have an open Bible. See, if you're going to grow in your faith, you're going to learn to listen, have an open Bible. Jesus speaks to us and says, do this, do that, or go here, go there. And all of a sudden, you learn how to walk with him. See? And then a listening heart. Lord, my heart is open. I'm listening. Speak to me. I'm yours. Let me have prayer with you. Father, thank you so much for your wonderful, wonderful love to us. Wow, we thank you that you would consider us as your children. We thank you for that. We thank you for all the marvelousness there is in you. Thank you, thank you. Lord, we just pray that you would today just speak to each one of our hearts and we'll have that deep desire to grow in faith. God will begin to know what it is to be that Christian that walks in faith. That man, that woman, that boy, that girl that walks in faith. That people would look at us and say, I can go to him, I can go to her, and I can ask them spiritual questions. Because they see you walking by faith. Father, I pray that while our heads are bowed and our eyes are closed, maybe there's some here today in the sound of my voice, and maybe you've never said yes to Jesus to start with. You've not come to that place, but now you will say yes. I did so many years ago. Oh, I recommend him to you. I recommend him to you. He's a wonderful Savior. And all you'd have to do is just say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I invite you into my life. I invite you to be my forgiver, to be my leader, be my savior. I give you my life for the rest of my life. Father, bless each one of us. Help us be that one that will grow in faith. Lord, our homes will magnify faith. Lord, we love you today, Lord Jesus. We love you, we love you. But we thank you so much for loving us like you do. In Jesus' name, amen.